This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Concerns. Are you concerned about Ryan Horvath? Yeah, many here. Um, the offense holding up against this defense. The offensive line. If we don't get David Bakhtiari, which... Like you said, who the hell knows? We're done talking about it, man. But if he's not out there, like you said, is Rashid going to be able to hold up now because you really step up in class against the Saints defensive line? Uh, you know, concerned. You don't want to start the season one and two, obviously, especially here. You go back home. That's why last week would have been a really big win, especially the way that you played in the first half. But that's my main concern. You know, what's Jordan Love going to look like? What's Aaron Jones going to look like coming back off this injury? And I'm mainly concerned if Aaron Jones isn't 100% and he's not able to at least touch the ball 10 to 12 times in this game, another A.J. Dillon game, man. I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned for my eyeballs because there's only so much more I can take of A.J. Dillon third and one just falling to the ground. I mean, it's so frustrating. And it's hard to rip Matt LaFleur because who else do you go to? You know what I mean? Like, He's supposed to be your short yardage, your goal line, the guy that tough, uh, fights for those tough yards, and he's just not that guy. So you can only work with the personnel that you're given. And then uh, concerned again, run defense. I know that there's no Kamara out there. I know there's no Jamal Williams. But if you have a good offensive line, sometimes it doesn't really matter who's in your backfield. And the Packers run defense, like watching that tape back, it's like you're watching the same defense. And I was – Week one, everything looked great. You know what I mean? And they were playing with like a new attitude because the talent's there. I just feel like there's no attitude. Every year in the draft, I say the same thing. Give me somebody mean. That's the one thing about Quay. Sure, he's trying to fight the assistant you know, trainer on the sideline, but at least he's got a mean streak to him. You know, TJ Slayton, like I need to see some more uh, some more meanness from these guys. So, yeah, All right. concerned about that. All right, uh, my concern. This was put out earlier this week. Most targeted players through two games. Fifth in the NFL is Chris Olave at 21. I, uh, I'm concerned uh, about uh, this Olave matchup uh, for the Packers because why I'm concerned is now safety play is going to come into play here more than likely, right? So somebody ends up out of position, whatever the case may be. Jair has another not-so-great week. Jair, after last week, said he didn't play well. He's like, hey, you know, nobody's perfect. You're going to – sometimes you're not going to have a great game. Olave is the, legit. He's a real deal. Now, Mike Thomas, he's not the old Mike Thomas, right? Let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. That's that's not who this dude is anymore. He gets to make plays. He's not, I'm not worried about him beating Jair. I'm him worried though. about Olave beating Jair. And he's yeah. definitely going to beat Rajul Douglas if it's straight up. So I'm hoping, hoping that they roll coverage to Olave uh, and then take their, their chances with whoever else they want to run out there in pass routes. Uh, against the Green Bay Packers. That's what I'm hoping they do. Because if they play straight up, I don't know, man. I, I just, I got a feeling Olave is going to get Jair a couple of times in this game if they play straight up. 
You know what I'm curious about? I'm curious when the hell Eric Stokes is coming back. Is he going to be back know. before week four, you think, when he comes off the pup list? Because I don't know, man. I'm, I've really been – I've really just been laying in bed doing absolutely nothing. And today Wicket was uh, – Mike Wicket was, uh, was, was tweeting about Aaron Rodgers, like couldn't he throw the deep ball in 2008, passes 20 or more yards down the field. So I'm sitting there watching 2010 to 2012, where if anybody was wondering, he did complete 58% of his passes, 20 or more yards down the field. I need to track 2008. But I watched like a little bit of that rookie year for Stokes – and uh, he was really damn good. And you got to remember, that's the year that Jair had the shoulder injury. So he right. was your number one shutdown corner. And then last year, he was kind of all over the place, but we didn't really get a big sample size. He's going to be so important to this defense because they desperately need another cover corner out there. I have no like faith he's coming back. The run defense, but, uh, I have no faith he's coming back. I have no faith that he'll be the either. player that he was. Until I, I see I was... otherwise, I'm not even thinking about him. And that's what they said, man. Like this year, he probably won't be the same dude until like week 13, week 14. Coming back, the way that he has to plant, the way that he has to move yep. laterally as a defensive back, like if that's a quarterback, he's probably back week one. But because of the position he plays, but that's what I'm curious. When the hell is he coming back? I'll give you another one. I'm curious if the defense, going back to the defense, bounces back because that's what it all comes down to this season. If this team is going to go over their win total, if they're going to win 10, 11 games, if they're going to win the NFC North, because we all crown the Lions after week one, after a win over the Chiefs without Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones, the two most important players on that team, not named Patrick Mahomes. We all crown the Lions. Then what happens last week? They go home. Yeah. They got the ski masks. The crowd's pumped up. What happens? Seattle goes in there and beats the brakes off them. They had a two-score lead in that game. I know it went to overtime, but that's more Seattle's shaky secondary right now. So – that's what I'm curious. Like, can the defense bounce his back? Because, like, the defense doesn't need to be top five, top ten. I mean, if they want to win a Super Bowl, absolutely they do. But to make the playoffs, they have to be much better. And that's Atlanta. And I love Bijan, and I love Tyler Algier. But come on, man. Like, they were one-dimensional, and you still couldn't beat that team. And Jair, again, going back to Jair, and I love Jair, but when you, when, when you don't get targeted, you know what I mean? Like, nobody targets Jair. That's why his numbers are so great. When you finally get an opportunity, you have to house that pick six. That's ball game right there, yep, man. You agreed. have to house that pick six. You got to make plays. All right, sorry. That's what I'm curious about, though. Especially when you run your mouth as much as he runs his mouth. I mean, right, like, you have to make plays. Exactly. Like Richard Sherman ran his mouth a lot in Seattle. You know what else he did? Shut down everybody. Won a Super Bowl. Went back to another Super Bowl. Should have won it if Pete Carroll didn't lose his damn mind. Yep. Anyway. I am uh, curious uh, going into this game. Uh, I, I'm curious in seeing how the uh, the ball distribution is going to be if everybody's healthy. I really am. Like, as far as who's going to get the targets, who's going to be the leader in targets? Because without Watson, Reed has kind of done some good things. Wicks burst onto the scene last week. Dobbs is still out there. Where where are the targets going to go here? Because they're they're not going to be able to go like the the Devonte Adams type of wide receiver is not happening with this offense. It's just not like, I don't think Christian Watson's getting 10 targets a game because there's too many other guys. I, I think right now what you're looking at and going, okay, the number one wide receiver is going to get what? Six targets, maybe seven. And they're going to spread it out. And there's no reason not to. And we've talked about it before. They are so athletic and so fast uh, right now on offense that there is really no need to do it. I was thinking about this too. If you look at Kansas city's wide receiving core, and you look at the Packers, I'll take the Packers wide receiving core every single day of the week over what Kansas City has right now. Every day of the week, I take the Packers wide receiving core over Kansas City. 
I'll take the Packers wide receiving core over Chicago's wide receiving core. And I know they're young, but I'm here to tell you by the end of the year, this offense is going to be feared around the league if they can stay healthy at the skill positions. Wide receiver, tight end, quarterback, running back. If they're healthy at the end of the year and playing together still, they're going to be a big problem.